This is the last day of this July 2021 seven-day session. And we'll uh, turn to a koan today. This is from the Blue Cliff Record. It's one of the two most famous collections of koans used in Zen. This is number four in the Blue Cliff Record. Toksan carries his bundle. It's a long case, so I'm just going to read the first half and we'll catch up. Uh, <clears throat> to the rest later. When Toksan came to Isan's temple, he carried his pilgrim's bundle with him into the Buddha hall, where he crossed from east to west and from west to east. Isan sat quietly doing zazen. Looking around, Toksan said, nothing, nothing, and went out. Toksan got to the monastery gate, but then said to himself, I shouldn't be so crude. So he re-entered the hall in the prescribed manner for the meeting. As Isan sat there, Toksan, holding up his kneeling cloth, said, Master! Isan made as if to take up his ceremonial whisk, whereupon Toksan shouted, Kots! and left with a sweep of his sleeves. All right. Some, uh, this Toksan, his uh, Chinese name is Deshan. I'll, I'm going to switch to the Chinese because uh, it may, it's, it's not the, one, it's one of the less difficult Chinese names of masters to pronounce. So I'll be so bold as to use, try to pronounce the Chinese Deshan. His dates are 819 to 914. It places him squarely in the great Tang dynasty. He came from uh, a northern province of China. Uh, when he was young, he, I'm reading from uh, the book Zen's Chinese Heritage, uh, Andy Ferguson's uh, huge volume of uh, biographies of the masters. When he was young, he thoroughly studied the rules of the Vinaya and was an authority on the Diamond Sutra. He thus earned the nickname Diamond Zhao, Uh, the Vinaya uh, is, uh, was the, the monastic rules and regulations. It was a whole school, like Zen or the Pure Land or uh, other, other, other great lineages. Uh, the idea was that in mastering the, the monastic rules and regulations, one is 
comes to a mastery of this very important uh, third leg of uh, the Dharma, the, the Buddhism, which is uh, morality, or sometimes called wisdom, or rather morality or discipline. The other two legs are uh, meditation and wisdom. So he's a, he's a scholar. He was a scholar. He went to the, the Vinaya, and then he, uh, he also became an authority, a real authority, well-known authority, on the Diamond Sutra. And that's where his nickname came from, Diamond Zhao. I'll briefly uh, sketch out, just from memory, the, uh, the, the circumstances of his, own, of his enlightenment. He, he became um, such a, uh, an authority on the Diamond Sutra. He would travel as a monk. He would travel around lecturing on the Diamond Sutra with the, 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 all the sutras, these, these uh, rolls, these scrolls, on his back, and uh, he was headed somewhere one day, and he encountered uh, an old woman at a tea stand. Uh, one translation has it as a as a dim sum uh, stand, and uh, the old woman said, uh, "So, what what you got in your back there? What's what are those?" And uh, now, adding a little of my own color, uh, he probably drew himself up and said, well, my, my good woman, these are the Diamond Sutras. Uh, and, and she said, uh, I have a question for you. If you answer it right, then I'll donate this, these dumplings to you. Uh, but if not, you just have to go on, find your refreshment somewhere else. And then she quotes the Diamond Sutra. Here's this, this old woman on a, on a dusty road in nowhere in China. And she says, she says, uh, past mind cannot be attained, present mind cannot be attained, and future mind cannot be ta- attained, or you could say grasped. I, I, tell me, monk, what mind are you revealing right now? Which left Deshan speechless. So he went on his way, now um, reeling from this, this woman having gotten the better of him. And uh, he arrived at the, the, the monastery of uh, Lungtan. Uh, Lungtan, in Chinese, Lungtan's name means Dragon Marsh. I mean, the English translation of the Chinese is Dragon Marsh. Um, so when he got there to the Dharma Hall and encountered the master, Lungtan, he said, Long have I heard of Lungtan, but arriving here, I've see, I see no marsh, nor is there any dragon to be seen. Now, just an important uh, note here. The Diamond Sutra's emphasis, even more than other sutras, is on emptiness. 
no thingness. So he's done his homework, and he's got enough confidence, no doubt brimming with confidence, to go to this Zen master and uh, and make this provocative statement. Tuh, I see no marsh, no dragon. And to which Lung Tan said, Now you have seen the true dragon marsh. We're told that uh, Lung Tan said nothing but uh, remained there. You know, there'd be a whole story behind that alone. Uh, he saw that uh, there's something he needed there. And then uh, one evening he was visiting, Dashan was visiting the master in his room, and uh, Lung Tan said, It's getting late, you should go now. Dashan said goodbye, and he started to go out. And he turned and said, It's dark outside. At which uh, Lung Tan lit a paper candle and gave it to Dushan, held it out to Dushan. And just as Dushan reached to take it, Lung Tan blew it out. <laughs> and at that, Dushan experienced great enlightenment. And uh, that and more, uh, it forms another Teisho, another a koan in, the, in this one in the blue in the uh, Mumonkan. Um, so I won't finish that koan. Too too much other stuff here, um, but just to, for some other biographical material on this Dashan. Some dialogues where a monk once asked Dashan, this would of course been years after uh, both of, both of these uh, incidents. Monk asked him, "What is Bodhi?" Bodhi is uh, means wisdom. Dashan struck him and said, "Get out! Don't defecate here." The monk asked, "What is Buddha?" Dashan said, an old mendicant in India. What we seldom know with these exchanges is what Dashan would have seen in the monk. That is, his state of mind, his, his level of understanding or lack of understanding, the way in which he asked the question. This is all... Uh, vital information that all we get is just the bare outlines in print. Another time, uh, another another monk who went on to become a great master, Shui Feng, asked Deshang, can I understand the great teaching of the ancients or not? This is an opening, an opening uh, move to ask for his understanding, his teaching. Dashan struck him and said, What? Shui Feng said, I don't understand. Then the next day, Shui Feng again came for instruction. Dashan said, My teaching has neither words nor phrases. 
It is actually without a dharma that may be given to others, that is, without a teaching that may be given to others. And at these words, Shuifang now experienced enlightenment. Shuifang, his Japanese name is Seppo. And then uh, when Yantao heard about this, his Japanese name is Ganto, he said, Old Deshan's backbone was as hard as iron. It couldn't be bent. So Shuifeng is asking him to speak the teaching, to give words. Deshan won't have any of it. So many of the masters in their uh, later years, uh, and I can understand this myself, uh, spoke of how how pointless, how exasperating it is uh, to be put in a position where you're supposed to be teaching in words. After all, Zen has always been known as a teaching beyond words. And yet, we have this assignment where we have to speak in shows and other talks. Here's another one. Deshan said to the monks, if you speak, you get 30 blows. If you don't speak, you get 30 blows. When Lin Chi heard this, that's Rinzai, he said to another, I won't keep cluttering this up with Chinese names or any names. When, when Lin Chi heard this, he said to another uh, advanced monk, go there and ask him, if I speak, why do I still give 30 blows? When he goes to hit you, grab the staff and give it a shove, then see what he does. So this other monk uh, did as he was told, went up to get Deshan, and as Deshan struck him, the monk grabbed the staff and gave it a shove, at which Deshan just went back to his room. So the monk went back and related this to Linchi, who said, Formerly, I had doubts about that fellow. Despite what happened, did you see Deshan or not? Did you see his true nature? The monk hesitated, not knowing what to say. Lynchy struck him. <laughs> let's appreciate. Uh, let's appreciate Lynchy's appreciation of Deshan just going back to his room. The monk gives the, the, the staff gives the staff a shove, and Deshan just goes back to his room. We can be pretty sure that Deshan here was not just meekly saying, okay, you got the better of me, I better get back to my room. There's something much more 
subtle here. That Lynchy really appreciated. These masters, um, some of their some of their most remarkable teaching was in silence. Was in um, non-reaction. Being like clouds and water, not opposing, not resisting, just moving, accommodating to the situation. I remember uh, um, when I was, those years when I was working closely with Roshi, sometimes we would uh, get into some very minor Disagreements about something, what, what, how we remembered it, or something, and and uh, and I came. I came. There's one time when I realized that you know we had we had uh, remembered something differently, and I uh, insisted uh, that on what the facts were, and and uh, and he had just remained silent, and uh, I thought, okay, well, I, I got the better of him there. And uh, and then later found out that he was right, and he knew he was right. It was just a time to just let it go. Just let it be. There's a, a lot in, uh, in Zen, in, in Buddhism, I suppose, in Buddhism more broadly, about uh, not arguing. And I think I think it is part of of the fruits of practice where you you can uh, you can let go of those things. You don't need to stay in there arguing with someone to to try to show who's right. Does it really matter? There's another one. Deshan said to the monks, as soon as you ask, you have erred. If you don't ask, you're also wrong. A monk came forward and bowed. Deshan struck him. The monk said, I just bowed. Why did you hit me? Deshan said, what use would it be to wait until you opened your mouth? And Deshang was famous for uh, his, well, like like Linchi, Rinzai, and and the other these, especially these Tang Dynasty masters, their their fierce iconoclastic irreverence. Um, it must have been a strong already in China at the time, a strong. Uh, inclination to toward devotion to be dev, devout and pious pious about uh, buddhas and masters and everything and um 
these these masters like Dashan, they could see that 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 uh, can get in the way of really understanding what's the essence of the Dharma if you elevate these masters and and uh, deify them or or idealize them to put it in contemporary language. And that with that in mind, here's one of his most famous statements. He entered the hall and addressed the monks, saying, I don't hold to some view about the ancestors. Here, there are no ancestors and no Buddhas. Bodhidharma is an old, stinking foreigner. Shakyamuni is a dried piece of excrement. Manjusri and Samantabhadra, these are the bodhisattvas of wisdom and action, uh, respectively, are dung carriers. What is known as realizing the mystery is nothing but breaking through to grab an ordinary person's life. Bodhi and nirvana are a donkey's tethering post. The twelve divisions of the scripture are devil's texts, just paper for wiping infected skin boils. The four fruitions and the three virtuous states, original mind and the ten stages, these are just graveyard guarding ghosts. They'll never save you. You must have felt that it took strong, strong medicine to shake these uh, these overly pious um, monks out of their attachment, their, their their tendency to idealize. And then the, the to the close of his life. Uh, Deshan gave a final uh, admonishment to his congregation, saying, Groping after what is empty and chasing echoes will only fatigue your mind and spirit. Beyond awakening from a dream and then going beyond this awakening, what matters remain? And at that he died, sat peacefully and died. 865. The other master in this koan is uh, Isan. His uh, Chinese name is Guishan, so I'll go with that too, Guishan. It's going to be shorter now because the clock is ticking. Uh, this Guishan, of uh, Naturally, he lived at the same time as, as uh, Deshan. Uh, he was a disciple of the great Hyakujo. Uh, he founded, uh, he co-founded a, a whole big school of Zen. He left home, which means he became a monk at the age of 15. He too studied under a Vinaya master first. And then he found his way to this, the great Hyakujo. And uh, then Guishan uh, became the head of training among these monks.
once when uh, Guishan was acting as attendant to Hyakujo, Hyakujo asked him, Who's there? Guishan said, Me. Hyakujo then said to him, Stick a poker in the fire and see if there is any fire left in it. Guishan did so and said, Nope, there's no fire left. And then Hyakujo took the poker himself stuck it deep into the stove and pulled out some hot embers. And showing these to Guishan, he said, Is this not fire? And hearing these words, Guishan came to enlightenment. And uh, there's a, a lengthy passage here about what Hyakujo said to him after his enlightenment. I'll just read the first sentence because it's uh, the most important, I think, to us today. What you've experienced is a temporary fork in the road. No final resting place, no crowning experience. It's enough for uh, Guishan. Um, move on now to back to the case. <clears throat> so this Guishan came to, excuse me, Deshan came to Guishan's temple. He had his uh, pilgrim's bundle, bundle of um, the standard issue um, you know, backpack, basically, uh, with uh, a robe and maybe robe and a bowl and a few other of the um, monks' essentials. And he went into the Buddha hall and he crossed back and forth from east to west and west to east. It doesn't exactly say this, but it implies that uh, Guishan uh, just sat there doing zazen. He just sat. And Deshan looks around, gazes here and there, standing and standing in front of Guishan, and he says, nothing, nothing. And then he goes out. So this is really the nub of the koan. This and, well, there's a second part that also goes right to that. Here's the, here he is, the former scholar of the Diamond Sutra that emphasizes, above all, the, the essential nothingness of everything. And now he's got some authority, uh, the, some experiential authority behind it. Nothing, nothing. And Secho, who, is, uh, who offers comments in a lot of these koans, uh, Secho comments, 
completely exposed. Just a, uh, some comments here. I fished out of uh, uh, the uh, the Blue Cliff record for the, this this case in the Blue Cliff record, uh, and these these are by the editor. He's credited with being the author of the Blue Cliff record, Yuan Wu. And uh, regarding this opening scene with uh, Dashan coming in and. Isan, or Guishan sitting there quietly doing Zazen. Uh, Yuan Wu says, Guishan watches this fellow with cold eyes. It takes this kind of man to grab a tiger's whiskers. By the way, I meant to mention uh, this would have been, this whole koan, this whole story would have been uh, right after. Dushan's awakening uh, at the blowing out of the candle. And then he heads, Dushan heads for the monastery gate, but then it says, he said to himself, I shouldn't be so crude. So he switches strategy here and he re-enters the hall and the uh, Yuan Wu comments at this this juncture of the story he changes heads switches faces he stirs up waves where there's no wind so now he comes back in and he follows the prescribed uh, etiquette for coming in to see a teacher he comes in with his kneeling cloth, what the Japanese call the kesa. Uh, it's laid down when you're about to do a, 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 a prostration. We, those of us who are priests have these and use them in ceremonies. So Deshan comes back, he holds up this kneeling cloth as if he's about to do a prostration. And all we're told is that he says, Master, and then there's an ellipsis after that. Uh, indicating that then Guishan, when he took up his ceremonial whisk, uh, let's call it a, a stick, that's good enough, and he takes up his stick that, that he's interrupting, interrupting uh, Deshan. And at which, after Guishan takes up his, his stick, uh, Deshan shouts, Cuts! And he left with a sweep of his sleeves. And again, we have Secho's comment, again, completely exposed. And then uh, Deshan, now after this second encounter with Guishan, he turns his back on the hall which, by the way, is not and <laughs> following the etiquette, uh, turns his back on the hall, put on his straw sandals, and left. So this is 
Quite a splash this Deshaun made here. And then that evening, Guishan, that's the master who had sat there uh, doing zazen, he asked the head monk, where is that guy? Where is that newcomer? And the head monk replied, when he went out, he turned his back on the Buddha hall. How do you think that went down with the head monk? Turned his back on the Buddha hall, put on his straw sandals, and left. To which Guishan said, hereafter, that fellow will go to the summit of an isolated peak, establish a hermitage, and scold the Buddhas and abuse the ancestors. That's another point. There's several for the student to demonstrate in Doksan. It's another point to demonstrate is uh, to capture that, to inhabit Guishan saying that, in, but in one's own words. And to which, again, Secho offers his comment, adding frost to snow. So these, these first two comments by Secho, completely exposed, completely exposed. What is exposed? For that matter, who is exposed? In the uh, Blue Cliff record for this koan, the uh, editor, Yuan Wu, he says, Many in the assembly, many monks, say that Kuei-shan was afraid of Deshan. What has this got to do with it? Kuei-shan was not flustered at all. This is why it is said, One whose wisdom surpasses a bird's can catch a bird, one whose wisdom surpasses an animal's can catch an animal, and one whose wisdom surpasses a man's can catch a man. And then Iwanmu continues, when one is immersed in this kind of chan, even if the multitude of appearances and myriad forms, heavens and hells, and all the plants, animals, and people all were to shout at once, he still wouldn't be bothered. Even if someone overthrew his meditation seat and scattered his congregation with shouts, he wouldn't give it any notice. It is as high as heaven, broad as earth. There's a saying, another from elsewhere in Zen, uh, nothing disturbs the water of a deep well.
what we have here, and this is not giving away too much with respect to the, the koan and working on the koan, is uh, two enlightened monks, one fresh out of his enlightenment, the other very much older, with a much more seasoned and refined understanding. Roshi used to say that the Japanese say that uh, after, right after one's enlightenment, uh, you can be like fresh bread, just just out of the oven, sort of full and full of oneself, puffed up. Such a contradiction, isn't it? You think, okay, let me get this straight. Enlightenment. Enlightenment means you've seen through the self. So how can you go swaggering in and throwing your weight around arrogantly uh, after that? But again, as, as most of you have heard over and over again, it's not enough to have the experience. Then there is the lag. There is the, the, uh, the habit force. Uh, the personality is not just um, cleaned up just like that. It's, it's, um, it takes a while to uproot these blind passions. It takes a while to uproot these things. It's, uh, it, uh, it's not logical. It's not logical how a chicken, they say, can scamper around the yard after it's been beheaded. It's some kind of force that can take, in the case of Zen, awakening can take years and years to clean up these forces of egotism. completely exposed. Saint Exupery, the French aviator and writer, uh, might have been referring to Guishan, the master in this, who sat there doing Zazen, when he said, in anything at all, perfection is finally attained not when there is no longer anything to add, but when there is no longer anything to take away, when a body has been stripped down to its nakedness. There are uh, two, three, four other koans. Uh, well, uh, say one or two, besides the two we read today, there are one or two other koans about this um, Deshan, uh, this um, bumptious Deshan, uh, that occurred later, much later in his life, where he's the opposite of this swaggering, arrogant guy.
Again, I think of uh, that woman in the back seat when I was driving them to the airport saying, he used to be so angry. Referring to Roshi Kaplow when she had known him 20, uh, what was it, 10 years earlier. This uh, Dashan, or in Japanese Toksan, um, had went on to have many enlightened disciples of his own, as did uh, Guishan. Uh, there was a phrase at the time. Uh, Lynchy's stick, Dushan's shout. And there are few people today in 21st century Western countries who would respond very well to this kind of uh, stick-wielding and shouting that we can bring to our own practice, each one of us, the, 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 the uncompromising spirit, the fierce uh, spirit behind this into just our, this, our pure zazen. We don't compromise Press on and on and on, gate, gate, pare gate, beyond, beyond, far beyond, going far beyond, not settling for anything short of full enlightenment. We can all agree that that's what's ahead of us. Even these, these great masters themselves knew that they had further to go. There's a saying in uh, in Japan, even Shakyamuni is only halfway there. What does that mean? Here, too. Wait a minute. Hold your horses. Uh, Shakyamuni is supposed to be supremely, perfectly enlightened. Maybe. How would we know? It's religious tradition. 2,500 years has elapsed since uh, the Buddha's life. We don't need to know what depth that the Buddha's enlightenment was. We found the path. We found his path that he had reopened. We know what to do. Just a matter of committing to this, never faltering. Or if we falter, then get back up on the horse, press on.
to be sure that even Dashan and Gueshan, these two masters, would have had their periods of discouragement. It's all a matter of continuing, continuing perseverance, faith. Perseverance comes out of faith. Faith in this true nature of ours, this mind of wisdom and compassion. We'll stop now and recite the four vows. <laughs> 